0: Block Talk Radio.
1: It's time for the South Carolina High School Blitz on the SCVarsity.com radio network.
2: South Carolina right High right School now. Blitz, Jim Baxter from SCVarsity.com, uh, coming to you live from Columbia, South Carolina, joined by my co-host, Richie Altman, from the low country of South Carolina and Southern Sports Central, and Richie, I believe, that I hear the game sounds, Richie's on the phone with us, and I believe he's at a football game right now. Yeah, man, down
3: here, uh, Somerville High School, uh, well, we say that, but it's uh, John McKissick Field. Memorial Stadium uh, Wednesday night, nothing like under the lights for some middle school championships. Uh, Greg Middle School uh, playing Austin Middle School, and it's all Greg twenty-four nothing with about three minutes left. But uh, man, I don't care what it is, man. Football and any night's a good night for me.
2: Hey, I like I like the the junior high, watching the middle school and the C team stuff because that's where that's where I get my my kids pers- perspective uh, players um, for the. Freshman class, when when they become freshmen, I know who to keep an eye on. Obviously, you know, as as eighth graders, you can't really tell what their growth and development is going to be over the next you know couple of years, but you at least get an idea of the the natural athletes, and you can get a handful of kids uh, that you're going to watch. For instance, you know, Luke Doty of Myrtle Beach High School was a kid that you know I found in eighth grade, and um, Sean Carson back in the day when he was at Lake City was a kid that I started watching in eighth grade. So. Um, you know, you can you can find those guys and start following them and and know who they are early.
3: No doubt about it. These, these kids are huge now. I don't know if it is is it Chick Fil A or, or is it uh Starbucks, but between the two, these kids are a lot bigger than they were when we were growing up, man.
2: Yeah, they they are. In in fact, um,
3: yeah, I was telling somebody,
2: you know, my my son. Um, who was, uh, when he was in eighth grade, and he, he ended up playing college ball, but when he was in eighth grade, he was a quarterback. He was 6'1", six, six, one, 190 pounds as an eighth grader. And had a, he had a wide receiver that actually went on to play at Georgia that was uh, in, in eighth grade was 6'2". I think he was about 160 pounds, 170 pounds. He was light, but he ended up being about 6'5". And, um, wow. but, uh, yeah, they were, you know, their kids are bigger than they were, you know, when, when I was coming up. So who's, so who's winning
3: yeah. the game
1: down there right now?
3: Well, you've got uh, Greg Middle School is up 24 to 6. Uh, the kids over at Austin haven't given up yet with 318 here in the fourth quarter. Uh, they just put 6 on the board. But, uh, hey, you got to love to fight these young kids, man. Again, like you said, they're huge. Uh, but uh, Greg Middle School, man, that's a uh, middle school that's right behind the high school at Somerville, man. There's some there's a pretty fast, good kids, man. they got a twin package between the uh, – Quarterback and the halfback, the twin brothers, man, and I tell you what, definitely a special uh, section there in the uh, backfield.
2: Well, we got a um, caller online that uh, actually called in a little bit before the show started. We're gonna pull him up, let him let him say what he's got to say, cause we got a lot to get into tonight with the playoffs, and I want to go over my top five uh, players that I've been going on uh, going through around the state, top five at each position for the class of 2020, and um, we'll. Uh, We'll get that in, but I'm gonna bring in a caller right now and um I believe it's from a uh, calling
1: about oceanside. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Hey. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Right. Go ahead, you're had on little, the air. Had a little what, delay. What, just wanted to just wanted to touch base with you guys, tell you uh, you know, appreciate all the coverage. Um, great job. I lo- I was listening um on Tuesday to you know, some of the ideas regarding high school playoffs and you know the at-large bids and i think uh, richie's got some great ideas as far as that goes i think that's a you know a huge i mean that, that, that would be a huge step forward but um just one of the things i know there's been a lot of issues and talk about everything going on with oceanside and charter schools and all that and you know really it's one of those things i think a lot of the schools they they really don't want to admit but you know it's kind of like uh capitalism and, and, and free enterprise in America, it's one of those things where there's a lot of people hating on Oceanside, but the, the bottom line is it's really starting to make everybody else locally, um, you know, step up their gate and realize, hey, we yeah. better start getting these kids. And, you know, Wando started picking up a C team and started doing it. and it. Um, and, you know, like I said, no one would admit it, but it really has... Uh, I think it's going to help everyone. It's going to help everyone locally. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's
2: kind of like I was talking to somebody yesterday, and I was telling them it's kind of like when, when Florida State uh, first came into the um, ACC, and they were a powerhouse back then. Uh, they made everybody in the ACC work harder. They had to work harder. They had to recruit better if they were going to compete uh, with FSU back at that time. And and they did, and and you know it, it, the ACC got better. They're, some of the teams got better. Now you look where Clemson's at. You know Clemson's a uh, uh, previous uh, two championships and and uh, on their way to the playoffs again this year. They they didn't quite make the rankings uh, last night, the first set of rankings, but they're in great position. I think they're going to end up with a with a three seed. Uh, looking at at the uh, rankings as they are right now, what could happen? But uh, anyway, uh, Chad, you've got right. a, you got a good coach down there, uh, Chad Greer. I, I know that they had the violations, but I can tell you that you know, I had this debate with someone the other day. This, what they did, um, obviously, was a rules violation, um, but they weren't cheating. Um, you know, by definition, right. cheating right. is is, break, is breaking a rule or circumventing a system to give you an unfair advantage. Obviously, that's not what was going on there when you play two uh, two players in a game that, that don't even start on the junior varsity team. So. Um, that's certainly not what was going on, but, uh, you know, they paid their penance, you know, they, they, they they got the four forfeits, they lost their region championship and, um, you know, they're, they're going to have to go on the road for the playoffs and they had to pay a $16,000 fine. I can't remember. I've been trying to find a fine that the high school league has given out. That was more than that. Goose Creek had to forfeit 10 games in their situation, um, that happened with them and, their fine was like $3,300 after expenses and, and costs for the high school league lawyers and all that. I think it turned out to be about $8,000, but still nowhere near the $16,500 fine that Oceanside get. But uh,
1: I got uh, Coach right, Dean right. Boyd, it's, uh, it's... go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, yeah, that's a pretty substantial fine. And, you know, it's one of the issues, you know, that uh, that we had was just the aspect that there were – it was blatantly obvious, you know, that it was almost like uh, getting baited into into that situation as many people have, uh, you know, as far as on social media, they regarding, you know, it's, it's 56 to nothing. And, you know, schools, the school we were playing at the time didn't want to agree to a running clock. You know, and it was almost like if you knew that this was going to happen, you know, I mean, I think it's just one of those things you look, you say, hey, there's kids involved. You go to the coach and say, hey, coach, Look what you're doing! You're going, to, you're going to break the rules. You can't do this, you know. And and you and I think if, when you always put the kids first and you always think about kids, it's one of those things where a lot more times the uh, the right thing is going to happen. I mean, I, I hate it for Andrews. I know that they're upset with their situation and the and the cards that they've been dealt. And, and and you know, and and I don't. I mean, it it sounds. I don't want to sound arrogant saying this, but I hate it for those guys. They should be playing a four seed. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where. Um, but, you know, that's the way it all plays out too. You gotta you gotta you gotta win and you gotta you gotta beat teams in the end anyway. That's what the playoffs is, you know, it's about. But um but anyway, it's been one of those situations where definitely here, you know, it's it's been uh, everyone's been on pins and needles waiting to hear everything from the South Carolina High School Association. Yeah. And they, hey, buddy, like it said, they, go
3: ahead. Go ahead, Richard. I'm
1: sorry, guys. So
3: so, real quick, so, you know, I'm down here with you in Charleston, man, and you guys know me from Southern Fourth Central, and I'm a big fan of what Oceanside is about. I love Chad Greer to death. I love all your coaches, your players. Keegan Williams and I are really close as well. He's a leading running back. He's the leading running back in the low country. And the one thing that the coaches will all tell you, they hate this for the kids because if that's what we're doing it for, you know, it has to do for these kids, guys. And so, for me, you know, the blame goes on the state. The blame goes on, on, on the board that waited two weeks to now tell everybody what's going on. They knew about this two weeks ago, so why did it take them exactly, you know, two weeks and a day until 3.30? Again, Andrews is not the only team that had not prepared for somebody totally different for two days. You know, there were three other teams involved. So, again, or four other teams or whatever it is. But, you know, you, I'm just glad to see this behind us. I personally have talked to Coach Scott over there and Andrews. I said, look, man, at the end of the day, here's the thing. You're going to have to play Oceanside sooner or later. So, let's go ahead, if that's the case, and play him now. Same goes for Oceanside. Oceanside's going to have to play Andrews sooner or later. So, again, you know, to win the state championship, you just want to take on the best. And, you know, you're right. It's not fair for Andrews to play, you know, th- th- you know, a team that's undefeated, that's blowing everybody out of the water. But, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, man, the best against the best, and the better team will survive. And let's just play football, man. I'm ready to get this team behind us.
1: Brian, right. Well, I couldn't agree you, more. I mean, it's one of those things you want to you play the best, you know, and you want to see – where you stand and that's part, you know, football's a, it's a tough sport. It's a boxing match. And, you know, you, you can run around and say, all, you know, say everything you want, but I'm, I mean, I'm kind of old fashioned. I'm one of those, you know, you, you got to step out behind the woodshed once in a while and just see what happens. I mean,
2: well, Ocean, Oceanside's got a a good bracket to be in I wish you guys the best of luck. I'm going to cut loose and get uh, coach Dean Boyd. He's on hold. We've been trying to get Dean on the show for the last couple of shows to talk to us about a recruiting fair, but, uh, appreciate your call and, uh, spread the word, get some people down in the low country listening to us.
1: Thank you, Jim. We'll do it.
2: Thanks so much. Appreciate you. All right. Another live caller. And, uh, coach Boyd is online now. Coach Boyd, you there? Yes, sir. I'm still here. All right, man. Appreciate you calling in. Sorry about the wait. Um, we had, uh, we hadn't actually opened up the phone lines yet, but we had a caller waiting on us when we went before we even went on the air. Um, uh, coach, uh, uh, first of all, um, tell us about your season this year. First year at York, York is home for you too, right?
4: Yeah. It's where I played ball and, and got the opportunity to, to learn the craft of, of coaching and, and, uh, being a part of, of a team. And, you know, it's, it's nice coming home and, uh, after being gone for 30 years, but I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh you know, our record's not what I would like, but we're kind of in a rebuild, rebuilding phase and the kids that we've got have, uh, have really gotten a ton better since the spring game we had in May. And, uh, you know, that's really all you can ask of your of your athletes is to work hard and show up every day and give everything they got and, and play with the abilities they got and, and see what happens. And uh, we play a tough schedule, play in a tough region, but uh, our kids have worked real hard. And uh, we're currently four and six and we have to go to Belton, honey, a path to play in the first round. But, uh and they've got a great football team and, and we know what we got to face there, but we're real excited about the opportunity to just at least be in the playoffs. Well, I you know, congratulations
2: on that. I mean you you took over a program that um very very difficult situation. You were missing a lot of players that had transferred out and and I've talked I've talked about that on the on the show before about you know, not just your school but several schools that you know, where coaches come in and they got seven handful or a dozen players that are playing for some of the neighboring schools that that are supposed to be at their school and it's tough I mean you got to change the culture get the kids to believe in it and 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 try to round everybody back up
4: and that's what we Jim that's really what we've been trying to do we're just trying to rally the troops and trying to to make our kids that are live in York here and that play at York and be proud of our brand and uh, change that culture and, and get them going in the right direction and uh, and eventually we'll get there uh you know our, our our JV team was 6 and 2 this year our our 8th uh, grade team uh was uh 6 and 1 and won the the county championship so you know we feel real good about our future but we've just really got to change a lot of the culture and get things going in the right direction yeah well i asked you on the show um i wanted to
2: um get the word out about the recruiting fair you guys do something pretty special at the North South game, you've been involved with it uh, from the start, and uh, just uh, kind of you know let everybody know exactly what it is and and um, what kind of opportunity it is for the for the kids and what they need to do to take part
4: in it. Uh, well, it's really the kids don't really show up for it. It's for the uh, first of all, it's uh, December the eighth and ninth. It's the week of the North South All Star game. It kind of kicks off the week. Um, Uh, That that week And and that's when most of the That Monday and Tuesday is when most of the Colleges come down to to Watch the practice and and Watch the kids that are playing in the game So on the 8th and 9th That Sunday night from 5 to 8 And then from 11 to 2 on Monday uh, between practices uh, We'll have anywhere from 75 to 100 high schools in this State and we'll have a few from North Carolina that will come in and it's free Of charge for the high schools here and they will um you know they will uh set a table up and have all their their uh their film and video out for their kids and all the transcripts and you know highlights of their players and and college coaches just walk through and 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 kind of stop at each table and and talk about what their needs are and you know like at our table for York we'll have what we have available as far as um the seniors that we have and the ones that are going to be college bound type uh players and and if if Newberry or Mars Hill or whoever you know uh, needs a player like that, a corner, say a tall, lean corner, which we've got one, they may stop there and 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 say, I want to see a video on him, and I want you know, uh, I want to talk a little bit about him. I want to know what his grades are like. What's he like as a person? So it's just another way to get our kids uh, recruited, to get them out there. Um, I started this about nine years ago, about twelve years ago. I was in Atlanta uh, in February for a clinic, and a, a friend of mine from the Georgia area said, will not you come over here with me to this recruiting fair? And that's the first time I'd ever heard of one. And I brought the idea back to our state and uh, talked to the Football Coaches Association, and we felt like doing it with, in conjunction with the uh, North-South game would be a good thing. And, uh, you know, it's turned out, you know, for me, I've had at least one kid in the last nine years, eight years, that's been um, – recruited from that recruiting fair. And I would say that probably 35, 40 more schools could say the same thing, one or more. So anytime we're helping kids, that's what we want to do. Well, you know, it's a little
2: bit different than um, the – it's a great opportunity, obviously. um, A little bit different than one that that I had um, seen down in Florida where they actually have the colleges actually come in and um, set up booths and, you know, they've got, you know, someone representing the coaching staff, um, one of the recruiters there. They have someone from uh, the admissions or, or financial aid there. Um, and what they do is uh, the um, coaches come in with their kids' film. Um, usually the, the coaches, the college coaches have already seen the film. And they bring in the transcripts and they let them look at the transcripts. And they try to roughly just show what a financial package, if, if it was a kid they wanted to take, what a financial package would look like. And um, it, it was pretty good because, you know, they got a lot of that stuff out of the way. Cause you know, these kids, parents have so many questions about that. They don't understand the process of, especially when you're going to a division two school and you're dealing with partials and you have to deal with FAFSA and, and get your FAFSA money and see how much money you're actually going to have out of pocket and what other scholarships are available. Um, it's it's just a great educational opportunity and an opportunity to get these kids into school. And I think what you guys are doing is outstanding, especially when you can sit here and give a testimony that, you know, so many kids a year are um are are getting opportunities to further their not just their football career but their education uh because they have this type of opportunity.
4: Well you know it, it's really turned out good uh Jim we've actually uh this year is gonna be the first year where we actually have two recruiting fairs. We're gonna have this one that we've always done and then we're gonna do another one in March or April Right before spring ball, when the college coaches are starting to make their way out to all the different uh, high schools in this state, we're going to have another one for rising sophomores and, and, and juniors, so that that they'll be able to get an early look at kids and maybe even some rising freshmen, you know. But they're going to be able to get a good look at kids and and, and because they're fixing to visit your schools, they're fixing to come around, you know. The the only thing that I wish I wish you know we we'll have anywhere from seventy five to eighty high schools there. But there's over 200 high schools in this state, and I, and I think it's really, you know, personally as a as a high school football coach and been doing this for 30 years, it disheartens me a little bit when when not everybody in this state takes part of this. I know it's at Myrtle Beach, and that can be a financial hardship on some, especially for the ones on the very western part of the state. But I think if you know if you can help a kid get eight or ten thousand dollars a year and a partial scholarship or or whatever it may be, you know that's well worth the the $200 that you're going to spend down at the beach, you know, because we get the, we even get the, the coaches' rooms are discounted for $49 a night. Uh, we don't charge the high schools anything. Uh, the, the Football Coaches Association picks up the tab, and uh, we only charge the colleges $25, and they can bring as many coaches as they want for $25. A, a good example is Newberry. Newberry will bring all 10 or 11 or 12 of their coaches And they'll go down each aisle with one coach or two coaches just to make sure they hit every high school. And, um, I just think you you can't beat that. You know, we're in this business to help kids and that's what we're trying to do and and trying to get more of them in school. If we can do that. And I think we got to take every opportunity we can to do that.
2: Well, it's a, it's a great thing you guys are doing and you've been doing it nine years and, and, um, it's, it's amazing. Um, if, if, uh, if they want, people want any information on this, is there somewhere else they can, the coaches and schools, is there somewhere they can go to find this information? Are they putting this on the uh, the North South uh,
4: website? Or, um, yeah, and I think, if they're not, I think, Jim, it's on, it's on the North South website. I think it's on the uh, South Carolina Athletic Coaches Association website, the South Carolina Football Coaches Association website, or they can email me or Mike Ware at, you know, and, and my email is dboyd at york.k12.sc.us, they can do that. Um, And most of the high school coaches, you know, most of the coaches in the state that's been around, that's part of these organizations, they're involved in this. Uh, One of the things that we do is I mail out over 100 letters to college coaches, but a lot of it's word of mouth, too. We just let the, uh, you know, when these coaches start coming in and visiting here in a few weeks, we tell them, look, we're having this and, and and you guys need to get involved if you can and um you know it's just it's just a great situation like you said earlier and uh we're just trying to do whatever we can to to highlight our kids in this state cuz I think we have some of the best football players in the nation right out right here at home in South Carolina and um just proud of the fact that I'm a part of it
2: well, I I appreciate you coming on and talking about it, and if you want to if you want to get me some information, I'll get it on scvarsity.com, and we'll and we'll push it on every show and put it out on our Twitter account, and and um, make sure that we get the word out to all the coaches. But uh, I appreciate you joining us and giving us that information, and 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 really appreciate what you do for the kids in state. I don't think people realize there, there's and I know that a lot of coaches do, but, but there's a handful or maybe a couple of handful of coaches around the state that I've been around and had the pleasure of, of knowing that that go above and beyond when it comes to trying to do things for the kids. And, you know, there's, there's guys like that, Robin Bacon in Columbia. He's one of them that always going out of his way for his kids. And you of course, have, not just for your kids, but for kids for other around the state. And I uh, just want you to know that somebody appreciates what you're doing and, and I uh, wish you guys the best of luck at BHP. It's going to be tough. they got a good running back up there.
4: Uh, they got a real good football team in there, a well-coached football team. Coach Blackson, Russell Blackson, does a great job. And they're really big up front and uh, a great running back. And, you know, but it's an opportunity for us. And, and that's what I told our kids tonight. I said, look, you know, we got an opportunity that a lot of schools don't have because a lot of them pack their stuff up Monday. So uh, let's just go out and make the best of it and, do the best we can and let's take that next step in the process of making our program great again. And, um, you know, and that's what we're going to try to do, but I appreciate all the things you do to Jim and, and guys like you across the state that help promote high school football. And, uh, you know, it's 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 been a way of life for me and my family for, like I said, for over 30 years. So uh, we're just excited about the opportunity and looking forward to a great uh Recruiting fair a great uh, a great playoff season coming up here, and then of course, the Triumph Bowl coming up soon too. so we're looking forward to all that and uh hope that everybody will come out and support their local teams this week and and, and be out there and, and do what you can to help these these young men that are going uh to, that are playing for their schools and representing their towns. Absolutely.
2: Well, Dean, again, appreciate you coming on. I want to have you on again in a, a, a week or so to talk about the Shrine Bowl. And we'll go over the Shrine Bowl roster and talk about some of those kids. And um, But I uh, appreciate you coming on and, and best of luck uh, to you guys uh, this week. All right. Thank you,
4: Jim. I appreciate it. Keep up the good thank work. You.
2: Thank you, sir. All right. That's Dean Boyd from uh, Dr. Dean Boyd uh, from York High School. Dean a longtime friend of mine, um, had coached, uh, all over the place was at Williston, uh, for a while, was at Marlboro County for a long time and brought home some state championships, uh, from there. Um, and, uh, got the opportunity to go back home. York was home for him. Um, in fact, his brother, um, used to be the, uh, athletic director and head coach at York. And now Dean's, uh, Dean's up there, but, uh, Anyway, appreciate him coming on, and we'll get some information. We'll have some information out to all the coaches on this recruiting fair. It's, it's really a good opportunity for some of these kids. I can't count the number of kids that uh, contact me on Twitter and say, hey, I, what do I need to do? I mean, I'm almost done with my senior year, and I don't have any offers yet, and, and um, this is this is one of the things you need to do. You need to make sure your coaches uh, get the information on this thing and uh, and get out there and, and, and hopefully um, get an opportunity for you. Uh, to play some football at the next level. We're going to take a quick break. Um, and we've missed uh, one break already, so we'll take a little bit of an extended break and uh, from, listen from our sponsors. And we'll come back and we will talk playoffs from around the state. I'm going to go over, um, I've been releasing uh, all week my top five players at each position from each area of the state, upstate, lower state, uh, Midlands area, um, working on the PD right now. That'll be released tonight. And uh, we'll go over some of those when we come back. You're listening to... The South Carolina High School Blitz on the SCVarsity.com radio network. I'm Jim Baxter.
0: It's calling your taste buds. You know that delicious-looking landmark, that chocolate dip cone cone-in-the-sky located in Triangle City, West Columbia. Under it, the legendary Zesto, where folks have come from miles around the last six decades to enjoy the absolute best Zesto burgers, sandwiches, homemade slaw dogs, and hot fudge sundays. All fast and fresh and friendly. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. till 11 p.m. ZestoWestColumbia.com. You ever get frustrated with your
2: lawn maintenance problems or perhaps have some landscaping issues that you need to take care of? Windmill Services can help you out. They're not just a landscaping company, they offer a variety of services for all of your outdoor needs. You can hire them for one-time jobs like landscaping design installation, irrigation installation or repair, sod installation, and even outdoor lighting services. They also are available for ongoing services like scheduled lawn mowings, landscape maintenance, and grounds maintenance. They've been providing professional outdoor services for 25 years to residential and commercial properties in and around the Columbia, South Carolina area. Give them a call today at 803-513-3662 or visit them on the web at windmillservices.net more than just a landscaping company.
1: It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look in five and ten listening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys
2: How ah, about that? A little Christmas music. You think it's too early, Richie?
3: Nah, man. Never too early for Christmas, man. It feels like hey. Christmas out here. I'm actually, um, I'm actually down here. They just wrapped up the game. Let me give you an update because we did check in. But Greg Middle School uh, was playing Austin Middle School for that uh, Super Bowl for Dorchester County too, and Greg Middle School uh, comes out victorious on this one, 24-12. You know, and you know the fun part. This is the pipeline for all these high schools. These kids get in and get after it. And I do want to tip my cap to, to Somerville Athletics, with Brian Rutherford, the athletic director, Joe Paul, the head coach. Man, this guy is at, these guys are in every game, man. These guys, they move around. They try to watch as many because there are certain elementary and you know, middle schools that go to different areas, as you know, Jim. But, I mean, you know, the, the games that are held at Somerville, they, they host it. And, of course, they have the guys like us. We'll run the chain crew. We'll do the clock. We'll run the PA. You name it, we do it. So, again, if you think your high school Friday night coaches just do Friday night, man, they're on Thursdays. They're Wednesdays, they're Saturdays, they're in the local area. So, you know, with him of the Cap, the high school coaches who only get recognized on Fridays, but I can promise you, you know, this is a 365 uh, operation.
2: Uh, absolutely. And um, congratulations to those, those kids on uh, Wednesday. That's an exciting time. I remember the the middle school days and, and watching those kids out there. So um, we talked uh, earlier today about the playoffs and went over some of the games and uh, – Wanted to wanted to get your your uh, pick your brain a little bit about one game in particular because I got a lot of I got several questions on it on our show today on the halftime show on one oh seven five the game. Um Right. Somerville, um the Somerville game and Ludolf Elgin. A lot of Midlands people were interested in that game. Um what, tell me right now what, what you think, for the people that are listening from Ludolph Elgin, what are Somerville's strengths and what are their weaknesses? What, what can Ludolph Elgin expect when they come down there to face the Green Wave this week?
3: But, tell me to tell you something. If you watched the Super Bowl a couple of years ago when uh, the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl with that Philadelphia special, or the Philly special, right, that actually came from our offensive coordinator, Coach Spivey. And it's actually called the Spivey special. Of course, Coach Spivey played at Newberry, played his high school days, over at Conway, but he's been here for a couple years, and he's really done a great job. So it's almost a chess match with our offensive coordinators and other defensive coordinators. So with us, you know, you're going to look at a running quarterback, Colby Shire. This kid, a, he's, a, he's a sophomore. He's not, you know, he's not the biggest kid, but the kid's got some legs on him. He's got Perry Wilder, who's a receiver who can do about anything from running the ball to catching the ball. Matter of fact, against Fort Dorchester, they went up 14 to nothing with him running the ball, Perry Wilder, and catching the ball in the end zone. So very dangerous. Brody Hopkins is a north-south guy. Uh, he's committed to go play baseball at the College of Charleston. The kid's massive, six four, got great hands on him. They've got three different running backs uh, back there, and they all three run differently. So, you know, that's kind of a neat thing for Somerville. They've got some depth back there. They've got a couple of other running backs uh, that you could see as well. Defensively, I mean, they've got like a Brent Venables kind of defensive coordinator, and what you're going to see in, uh, in our coach over there, Coach Self, he's very selfish in what he does. He believes in getting to the ball at all times. He's got two solid linebackers. He's got some DBs that can really cover some ground. But that's that front four that you look at that he's able to really put a lot of pressure on the center. He's putting a lot of pressure on tackles. And, and again, I, I'm expecting Lou to come up here. They've got talent all over the field as well. They, I think, I saw three games that they were within a score of, of, of winning. One of those was in 40 seconds of winning. So. I'm expecting, guys. I'm on the same field that they'll play on Friday night here at McKissick Field in Memorial Stadium, man. I'm expecting it to be a heck of a battle. I hope everybody from the Midlands comes down, enjoys a very traditional park. They don't, you know, if you come in here, guys. There is not a track around this field, so it looks different, it feels different, and the history, man. If these walls could talk, there's so much history in this place. It's amazing.
2: Well, I'm looking forward to that game. I, I, I gotta tell you though, and and don't get mad at me. But I picked, no, Elgin to win. I, got L- I picked Lugolf Elgin to win that upset for one reason. I like the defense. I told you that a couple weeks ago. I like Lugolf Elgin's defense. Uh, it's going to be a great game. we got a special caller uh, on the air right now. Um, Coach uh, Brian Smith from CE Murray is going to join us, and we're going to talk a little 1A football. And uh, he's got a little time to spend with us because uh, they're yes, off sir. this week. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in a back. Uh, Coach, how are you doing? Doing great, doing great. Appreciate you having me on. No problem. I wanted to talk some one A football because nobody seems to know anything about one A football except the one A coaches. I was talking to somebody today and I said, Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> you look at the bracket, you look at the bracket and I mean I don't know who's gonna who's gonna be the lower state upper state because I don't even know how they do the the, the bracket it. I mean, because you got guys well, that are lower bra- state teams. Yeah, it's not really a true upper or lower state
5: no it's a predetermined bracket, and um that's the way it's been now since the new realignment and hopefully it will change in the next uh realignment coming up, and we'll go back to actually seeding teams again and um I think that'll be beneficial for everybody is to have it a, going back to our committees that actually seed
0: teams yeah
2: now i got I gotta ask you before we get into the teams that are actually playing in this playoffs um yeah you know, i'm i'm looking at, at at what's going on and, and you've see, you've kind of followed some of the stuff i've written about the high school playoffs um Correct.
1: even
2: even in even with the 2014 bracket which you guys in one a decided to do a 2014 bracket um even with the 2014 bracket the way that the football has been watered down with a five class system um is is twenty four teams too much for one a I mean, is, is, is does 1A really need to consider um, looking at one of those proposals of letting in region winners and region runner-ups and maybe a plus eight uh, if you have a plus I, I, eight?
5: I would be all for just the top three in each region getting in and, and playing a playoff based off of that because right now what you got is a – and, and I, I hate it for those schools that kind of never make it, um, and I think that's the problem that that we were faced with as one A's is that there's a handful of schools who if we did that would probably never make the playoffs. And, um, I guess they don't, you know, a majority of the people don't want to see that happen. Um, but at the same time, it does water down the playoffs. You, you're faced with teams that are 0 and 10 and 2 and 10 making the playoffs. And, and, and you're having to, Sit out a week like we are, and um, wait on either that zero and ten or two and ten team to come back and play you um, in a second round game, which um, is what we used to do in the first round. Um, so it, 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 yeah, it's kind of a catch twenty two. It's kind of an impossible situation too, with the fact that you don't want to enlarge one A anymore because then, like you said, you're, you're you're basically in hope for about a handful of teams when you enlarge it any more than it's already been enlarged. Um, so those handful of teams that are always traditionally at the bottom end up, you know, getting murdered by even more points each week than what is already taking place. And, that, and that's not a good thing for football in our state either. We don't want those teams to eventually fold and then, you're faced with a situation where you get a team with a hundred students playing a team with 400 students because you can't fill the one, a classification.
2: Exactly. And, you know,
5: um, Brian, but I, with know, all I, that being said, I think the top of one, a green sea, Floyd's Lamar Wagner, Sally, um, the top of one, a those schools are just as good as any team in the state, not named Dutch fork and, uh, they've proven that this year, I, I, you know, in uh, upper class games when they played the upper classes, and um, so uh, the top of the class is still good. It's, you know, like I said, it's kind of the bottom of one A, which has taken a huge hit.
2: Right now, what you know, I, I look at this, and, and you and I have had some conversations before about this. Uh, you know, we we know we know that there's going to be consolidations. Um, you know, we know that, that some of these schools are going to go away because they're going to consolidate um, with other schools. Um, but we also know that we're going to have growth in the state in terms of new schools. And um, right. it, it, but my question is, when we start having, when we start seeing that growth and we're probably, I don't know, uh, five years, maybe three um, years, four um, years away, three, three yeah, away. When we start seeing that growth, are we going to see that growth at the higher classifications or are we going to see that growth in 1A and 2A?
5: I think the growth's going to – first, it's taking place right now in the higher classifications, but about three years from now, like you said, when the, the consolidation does take effect that the governor's pushing now, um, we're going to see that in the – it'll mostly be in the 2A and 3A classification is where
2: those schools will end up. Mm. So, uh, let's talk uh, about some 1A football. Um, C.E. Murray gets a bye. C.E. Murray gets a bye. Now, you guys are going to face the winner of Hemingway and Scotch Branch, and just on odds, I'm just going to say it's going to be Scotch Branch. You know, Hemingway hasn't had uh, a win yet this season, and I understand the situation on how they got in the playoffs and how they got a home game. But um, uh, talk about, if you will, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm looking at at the teams in this, and – and it looks like to me that the cream of the crop um, is in this classification. The teams that we're gonna be talking about when it comes semis and quarters is gonna be C E Murray, Green Sea Floyd's, um, probably uh Baptist Hill, definitely Wagner Sally and Lamar. Um Right.
5: It,
2: in that upper and don't bracket, forget about
5: Lake don't forget about Lakeview. Lakeview yeah, so... Lakeview, I,
2: I think Lakeview still, they're still big, a, big, even big. though
5: they lost to the Green Sea a couple of weeks ago. That I think Lakeview could still, you know, possibly find their way into the lower state championship game because it, us, us and Green Sea play each other um, in the third round. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, right. And same thing on the other side of the bracket. Lamar and Wagner Sally play each other in the third round. So you possibly have your top four teams playing in the third round, not in the um, championship, but Lakeview's very good too. Lakeview's got Daryl King does an awesome job every year with those guys, and um, I, I think they're gonna. I, I would venture to say Lakeview's gonna be in that lower state championship game. I think they'll beat, and I could be wrong, but I think they'll beat Baptist Hill or whoever they face on that other side of the bracket in the lower state.
2: Yeah, in the third round, it looks like they're probably. You know, they they get by Denmark Olar, which I think is. Almost a given. Uh, I think they beat Branchville, and um, I think you, they're going to see Baptist Hill in that third round, uh, which which is going to have you guys and Green C. Floyd's in the third round, I believe. Uh, Lamar Wagner Sally in the third round, and uh, I'm tell you that upper bracket. Honestly, I don't know who's going to come out of that very top bracket, but I don't think it's going to matter. I mean, because they're going right. to the, Wagner Sally Lamar is going to be sitting in that other spot. Um, right. What can you tell me about the, the teams in your bracket? What can you tell me mainly? Well, I tell focus it, I, I just, you told me about Lakeview. Tell, how about Green Sea Floyd? Right. Green
5: Sea Florida is absolutely loaded. Uh, you know, They're a team who only lost by a point to Ainer. Um, and Loris, um, they played Loris as well, another up team, and uh, lost uh, beat them Excuse 28-26. Uh, which was a big win for their program. Uh, Coach Kiefer does an excellent job. They're well-coached. They're they're extremely athletic across the board. They got uh, probably one of the better running backs in the entire state. He's in the north-south game uh, playing D-back, um, although he's an excellent running back as well. Um, so they're loaded again, um, and they are the defending state champs. So, uh, I would venture to say it's going to be a tough task for us going to Green Sea and uh, trying to upset them. Um, hmm. But you got them for sure. They're they're definitely uh uh, uh definitely probably the top of one A right now until someone beats them. Um, and, and then um, like you mentioned before, Branchville Branchville's can throw the ball. They're very they're a good team. Um, I don't know how well they'll match up with Lakeview, with, uh just because Lakeview so Uh, athletic across the board. I think their athleticism will probably uh, outmatch a Branchville team. Um, And then uh, I saw Denmark Oler on tape uh, earlier in the year. Uh, They got a lot of athletes as well, and Coach uh, Wright, Sean Wright's brother, Greg Wright, has done a a great job with them. Uh, They actually beat Branchville in a game head-to-head earlier in the year. So uh, Denmark Oler is kind of a team to watch out for that could – possibly in the 1A bracket spring and upset. Um, and then like you said, Baptist Hill, Baptist Hill is the team that's going to throw the ball around. Um, I don't know how well, again, they'll match up with a late view. Uh, they played cross really close earlier in the year, a 15 to 14 game. So um, uh, that, that's, you know, that, that, that was an interesting game for sure. Cross is in the bracket as well. They're another team who's getting better each week. Sean Wright's done a great job uh, turning that team around. They probably had the best turnaround from year to year in 1A, uh, where last year they didn't win a game, and this year they've won six games and made the playoffs, and and they're peaking at the right time, getting better each week, like I said. So uh, they're a team who could possibly upset somebody. But uh, like I said, uh, Green Sea, Lamar, Wagner, Sally, those, those teams are definitely the top. Three, in my opinion, and then Lakeview um, is right there with them, and and our team as well. Um, we're we're very, we're a very good team as well. Um, so, it's going to be a great game uh, at uh, hopefully at Green Sea in a couple weeks. Not looking past Scotts Branch or Hemingway, who we both played all uh, we played both of those teams already in the regular season. Uh, but uh, we're hoping to get past whoever wins that game and they actually play tomorrow night Hemingway and Scott's branch at, at Hemingway. Um, So uh, we'll look forward to playing one of those two next Friday and, uh, and seeing where it goes from there. And then uh, if, if we do win that game, we'll be at green sea the following week for uh, what looks like to be a a fantastic four quarter matchup.
2: Coach, before I let you go, I want you to talk about one of your players because you talked about these other schools Tell me a little bit about this Antonio McKnight that you've got, uh, young man who seems to be able to do everything for you and outstanding athlete. Uh, Tell us about him and his prospects.
5: He's a a great athlete overall. He, you know, the
2: coaches association
5: named him the one A back of the year. He plays quarterback and safety for us. He also punts the ball, which um, we've taken that duty away recently, Um, and um, so he's not punting anymore. But he does. Still play both ways every snap at quarterback and uh, D back, and he's explosive and, and uh, can take take it to the house at any point in the game. And also has a, a, a cannon for an arm that sometimes we have to tone down a little because uh, we are we don't we don't have uh, professional guys out there catching the ball, and his, his fastball is about 90 miles an hour. So. <laughs> We uh, sometimes have to tone, tone his athleticism down, but he's a great kid, awesome kid to coach, and um, definitely one of the better players in the state overall as an athlete, can play three positions uh, at the collegiate level, and um, he'll, he'll end up playing somewhere, and um, we're just glad that he's on our team each week and um, gives us a chance to go out and beat anybody uh, with
2: him at quarterback. Yeah, it's good to have a kid like that. Well, Coach, I appreciate you joining us. I know that uh, you guys got the bye week, but that doesn't mean you're not working. And so I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule from from football and the family. And um, gotcha. Congratulations on a, another great year, and um, good luck to you guys next week. I'm sure we'll talk. I'm sure I'll talk to you before then. But uh, anytime we can help you with the kids, anytime we can help promote the guys, you know, all you got to do is reach out to me, and, and we'll get it done.
5: Awesome. Well, we appreciate you covering one A football, and we we appreciate all the uh, things you do for high school football across the state. And uh, we look forward to listening to your show each week.
2: I right, man, I appreciate it, Coach. Thank you very much, Coach Brian Smith from uh, C E Murray. Um, Richie, great guy. I've, I've known uh, known him for a while. He was a, a Citadel uh, grad, played played football at Citadel, and just a, an outstanding. Uh, guy, one of the smartest guys I know. He's an incredibly intelligent guy.
3: Well, you know, when you get these guys, and, and, and I appreciate, you know, the, these guys, what they do, these coaches, man, the hours, and I said it earlier, man, the hours that they put in away from their families and do the things they do is amazing. But, you know, Joe Call is a former Citadel guy. You know, Coach uh, Self is the former Citadel guy. You know, they're disciplined, right? I mean, they're foundation-built. They're traditional. You know, there's a lot of things that we can sit here and say, but, you know, you, you start to kind of look at these guys. And, and But I love the 1A football, and I think I said this earlier on Southern Sports Central, it is the fact that 1A and 2A football, man, that's the basics, That's the ground route of, of high school football. The town still shuts down. There's still a lot of traditional things that are still happening. I mean, for Somerville, they still get to enjoy a parade for homecoming. But there's a lot of high schools that don't. Fort Dorchester doesn't. Asher Ridge doesn't. I don't think Goose Creek nor Stratford. I'm just going to name a few that don't that I know of. But to have those type of moments, I remember hearing stories, and I still hear them today, get to be the voice of the Green Wave on, uh, on Friday nights on uh, ESPN for, for Somerville. You know, back in the day, man, the first time ever that Fort Dorchester and Somerville's JV squad, Jim, squared up, it was 10,000. Yeah, 10,000 fans in the stands. They were blocking streets off. You know, And I want high school football to get back to that point, man, because you know what? Wasn't life a lot better when high school football was your final destination after a long week?
2: Oh yeah, it was. It was, uh, and and it's it's uh, it's an amazing thing, especially in the small towns where they shut everything down. And and I think that's why you see teams. That's why you see teams like Abbeville um, so good. That there's they they their football. That's what they have. What 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 is there to do in Abbeville? Football. They play football. And uh, and, and you, you know they train all year. Way. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. Come back, and I think what we'll do, Richie, because uh, we got about 15 minutes. Or so left, 13 minutes or so. We'll just go through the brackets, and instead of uh, breaking each game down, which we can we can get into the second round games on the Sunday drive uh, this Sunday, um, we'll go through and just give our picks. And uh, I don't mind I don't mind going all the way through from 5A to 1A and give the picks, and and uh, we'll just see how we do uh, Sunday. We'll we'll look back and look at our picks and see how
0: we did. But uh, we'll take a short break from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or taking home a bucket of the best fried chicken known to mankind, the one place you can get it all is Zesto in West Columbia. And they've been serving the freshest made-to-order Zesto burgers, hot fries, homemade coleslaw, and delicious hand-spun shakes and desserts for the last 65 years. Man, that's a lot of milkshakes and a lot of smiles. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. till 11 p.m. ZestoWestColumbia.com. Score big, your next tailgate with one of Marisa's Barbecue Party Specials, like Marisa's Rib Special. Two pounds of pulled pork cooked low and slow. A full rack of fall-off-the-bone ribs, Three big pints of southern sides. Ten rolls, a gallon of tea, and 18 ounces of Marisa's Signature Sauce. Feed ten for about six bucks a person. Now that's tailgate. More at marisasbarbecue.com. Their pits have been hot since 39. Go team! That green smoke taste is cooking up for you at Marisa's Piggy Park Barbecue.
2: If you have roofing or construction needs, call Pac Men Contracting LLC. Roofing, rebuilds, remods, and additions, Pac Men contractors can do it all. A veteran owned company, licensed, bonded, and insured, call 803 363 0739.
1: You're listening to Jim Baxter and the South Carolina High School Blitz on the SC Varsity Radio Network.
0: All right, welcome back here to the South
2: Carolina High School Blitz. Jim Baxter from SCVarsity.com, joined by Richie Altman from Southern Sports Central down in the Low Country of South Carolina. Okay, Richie. So the time is here. We're going to go through um, the uh, brackets. We'll start in 5A and just kind of give the pick. If you got, you know, something you want to say about the team, you can say it, but uh, Blythewood at Lawrence. Man, I don't
3: know a whole lot about Blythewood, but I think Lawrence is a pretty good little uh, little ball club there. You don't hear a lot about them down here in the low country, but I'll go. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with Lawrence. I want to go with Blythewood because of their baseball coach's connection to Somerville. Uh, he's done a great job up there, and he did a heck of a job here at Somerville, but I got to go with Lawrence.
2: You know, Black was a team that if if they play well, they can beat you know just about anybody on any given night. But um, they've had some struggles this year. And Lawrence is is got this monster that plays running back and linebacker for them, um, Dwayne Martin, uh, Shrine Bowler, um, Power Five guy. And uh, so I like Lawrence in that. Uh, I'm gonna say Nation Nation Ford at Burns. I'm just gonna go ahead and say Burns in that. I, I don't I don't think Nation Ford's got anything for him. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I actually spoke to a young man that is a running back for these guys, Chris. Uh, this young man, Chris, that came on the show earlier with me this week, Chris Bird, he's out with an injury, but uh, man, it's a reload process over there. Those guys are going to be good. I just think Burns is probably one of those under the radar teams that's going to probably shock some people on their way up to the uh, to the championship
2: if they if they do what they need to. Yeah, I think uh, Woodmont at Sumter is uh again, me I think I think Sumter going to get that win over Woodmont. Um, we talked about – here's an interesting one. Uh, what I think could be the first, uh, I guess what you could consider upset in the upper state bracket, Gaffney, a three seed, traveling to Rock Hills. If I'm Rock Hill, I don't want Gaffney as my first game. And uh, I, th- I think that Gaffney could actually go on the road and win this football game.
3: Gaffney's back, man. I'm telling you, this is a team that uh, we've all heard about. I remember back in my days of playing with the Sweet 16 was around – They were legit, man, and uh, I think they finally found whatever they had lost in the last few years. But uh, they're dangerous. Watch out.
2: Yeah, Greenwood at Dorman. I think Dorman's going to be there near the end. Um, You know, they're just tough. I I like Dorman in that game. Um, West Side at Spring Valley. Yeah, you know, I hate to pick that. You know, Scott Early's one of my good friends, and so is Robin Bacon. And these teams are so evenly matched, but. I'm going to go with spring Valley, uh, being at home in that game, but I, I would not be surprised if West side left with a win.
3: Yeah. I think you can watch out for, for West side and, and they're dangerous, man. Do they make a big play? I think that's my thing. Do they make a big play? If they do, then yeah. But other than that, I think spring Valley is kind of a little deeper on the, uh, on the sidelines.
2: Yeah. Bowling Springs at Clover. Bowling Springs shouldn't be in the playoffs. I'm going with Clover in that, um, Malden at TL Hannah. That could actually be a pretty good game. Um, I'm going to go with T.L. Hanna at home just because there's a home game, but that's that's another one that I would not be surprised. Uh, if, if Malden won, I would not be shocked. Um, in the lower yeah, state. Yeah, I like
3: the T.L. Hanna, that's for sure. I, I, I'm going go with T.L. Hanna with you, man, because being a radio guy, I got to go with radio, man. It's just uh, it's the way it works.
2: That's right. We need to try to get radio on here one night. Um, yeah, we do. Chapin, <laughs> lower, lower state, Chapin at Dutch Fort, do we need to even talk about that? Uh, I, that's more. That's more. Yeah, not even <laughs> now, Wando, Wando at Conway um, You know I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Wando I mean I I, I just yep. think Conway Conway's played well for the last Three weeks they've got a good uh, Sophomore quarterback that, that's doing Some good things but I, I don't know that uh, They've got an option I think Wando Wando's defense is going to Be the better unit in this football game
3: yeah, their defense is good. They got Will in number four. Watch out for him to make big plays in the secondary. He's kind of the feeder of the rest of the defense. It's big. They're not as uh, as big as what maybe one uh, a team like Conway has seen, uh, but they're good. And then on the other side, I mean, the quarterback's over there throwing for 2,500 yards, 18 touchdowns, and some four. And then this kid Middleton in the backfield. As long as he stays out of Tonka's arms, and that's Tonka him away, according to the game clock. I think Wando wins this one, and, and uh, it's a short-lived win because they're the ones that are going to get to go and see. I think, uh, don't they go see uh, that other team in Columbia? Um, because... Yeah,
2: they're going to. Well, they're going to. If 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 Conway, the winner of this game is going to see Dutch Fork in the second round, so right. uh, it, it won't it won't be a pretty thing. Lexington at Fort Fort D. We talked about that today. Um, I I like Fort Dorchester in this game, but um, I do think that uh, I do think that they're going to. They're going to see, be surprised at Lexington. That's the team that's going to come in. They're not going to turn the ball over, um, and um, they're going to play good defense.
3: Yeah, if you can hit on Fort Dorchester early, capitalize on a few small mistakes. Fort Dorchester's known they may make a few early, but they clean it up fast. That's what great teams do. Good teams kind of stay messy. Great teams find a way to fix it, and Coach LaPrat is really good. Watch out for that two-headed quarterback. They've got a really good running quarterback back there. Uh, DeAndre Sab, he's really good. And they've got a 14-year-old quarterback. He's 14. He's a freshman. The kid throws it like Brett Favre. He's really good. And they've got they got playmakers all over the offense. And you will see, trust me, you will see the best four guys in a box you've ever seen, uh, maybe ever seen in high school football. But this defense is loaded, and they're 22 deep. That means first and second string guys.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I think um, Lexington, you know, if Fort, if Fort Dorchester turns the ball over, I can tell you right now, Lexington is not a team that you want to get behind because they play right. such stingy de- they play such stingy assignment defense. Uh, West Florence at Berkeley, I don't think West Florence has anything from Berkeley. I think Berkeley wins that game.
3: I agree with you, man. They've got a quarterback, but that kid is special. His brother's playing at Middle Tennessee,
1: and uh,
3: he's doing big things over there. He's now in stride. He's back from an injury, and uh, they're fast. They're dangerous, and uh, Berkeley's a team to keep an eye on. Nobody's talking much about them.
2: Yeah, Conway Cane uh, Bay at Carolina Forest, two contra- contrasting offensive styles uh, going at each other. Um I like Carolina Forest in this because I like their quarterback.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you're no doubt. I mean, Garcia is incredible. The kid's got a great arm. We've watched him grow up. Some of us played him 3 years in a row, but uh they don't they unfortunately the secondary of Carolina Forest, uh, that, that that offensive line of Carolina Forest is They're going to have a field day, unfortunately, against Kane Bay, who does bring in a triple option. But I think you'll see it's going to be a big game, but it's going to be Carolina Force at the end.
2: West Ashley at River Bluff. Um, I like River Bluff in this football game. I like uh, the running back set of running backs they have. Richie, they've got um, Braden Walker, who is an All State Shrine bowler and Citadel commitment uh, at running back. And they got a junior, Riley Myers, who is just as good. He's a mirror image of Braden Walker. Um, this it may be the best running back duo uh, in the state, and I like them in that football game. Yeah,
3: unfortunately, uh, West Ashley, great group of guys over there, but they're building a program that's taking them some time. So when you're in the middle of building something, it, it takes a while to get that foundation for it. unfortunately, it'll be an uh, in-and-out process for West Ashley. Uh, but uh, they, they made the playoffs, man. You can at least uh, build on that.
2: Yeah, South Florence at Goose Creek. Uh, Listen, what Goose Creek's been able to do so far, uh, what they've got uh, in terms of the defensive front. Uh, I like the kids they got on defense. I like uh, Manny McQuamu at quarterback as an outstanding young man. I actually thought he was a junior, but uh, someone messaged me (laughs) earlier and said he's a senior. So uh, I need to alter some of my rankings and and get him in there. Uh, Lugolf Eldon in Somerville, we just talked about that a little while ago. I know you're not going against Somerville. Uh, I didn't know who to pick in this, but, but I do like Ludolf Elgin's defense. So uh, I think, listen, this could be one of those games, Richie, that somebody wins ten to seven. You know, I mean, it's it's that's how good Ludolf Elgin's defense is. But uh, they're very good. Like anyway. I said, they were three or four games in. Well, we'll get we'll get. Uh, We'll get the results of that on Friday night. Uh, we're going to go Class 4A now, Upper State. We'll fly through these. Palmetto at Greenville. I'm going with Greenville at home in that game. Yep, Greenville. Uh, York at Belton Honeypath. Uh, Belton Honeypath's got the better team. Um, I-, I should probably take Belton Honeypath, but Dean Boyd, loved the guy to death, and I'm pulling for him, and I- I'm just going to pick York in an upset. I'm going to go with the sure bet, man. I think that Honeypath uh, takes care
3: of business there. They've got the players around them and the coaches uh, will have them prepped up and ready to go Friday night.
2: Uh, Greer at South Point. Greer uh, not hitting on what I thought they'd be this year. Uh, South Point a little bit better than I thought they'd be this year. Um, under Devonta Holliman's uh, first year, I'm going to go with South Point in this game.
3: All day long, man. got to go with Holliman, uh, man. I love what he's doing. I love that he's come back and giving back to the community and uh, – I think this team is going to be really good. This is
2: just one of those big steps they'll make uh, on Friday night. I agree. Orangeburg-Wilkinson at Ren is uh, is an interesting uh, game. Orangeburg-Wilkinson has played some good football this year. They've got a, a dynamic um, dual-threat type quarterback. He's more of a running quarterback than he is a dual-threat quarterback. Um, and they got a freshman running back that's done some great things. But this Wren football team is outstanding. Uh, they throw the ball well. They've got some outstanding receivers with um, Tyler, Chari- uh, Tyler Chariot, wide receiver. Uh, he's an all-star um, guy. They also have a, a tight end, not really a tight end, um, the uh, young man, Eli Wilson. He's 6'3", 215 pounds. He's listed as a tight end, H-back type guy, but but he can line up in X and Z and, and hurt you on the, as a wide out as well. Uh, I'm going to go with Ren in that football game. And the other reason I like Wren in that game because I want to see the re- I want to see a, a matchup between Wren and Daniel, and Lancaster at Daniel is the next one in line.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with you there on your pick as well.
2: Yeah, Daniel, I'm going to take Daniel with Lancaster uh, with Lancaster coming to them. Uh, Westwood at East probably the most evenly matched game in the four A Upper State. Uh, I like both of these teams. Um, I really like Westwood's uh, uh, their skill players on offense. They've got a quarterback that's outstanding. He's committed to Georgia State. He's probably going to end up playing tight end for Georgia State, actually. But uh, Eastside's, Eastside's loaded with talent, too. And they've got some dangerous wide receivers. They've got one of the top running backs uh, in the upper state. And they are home. So I'm going to go with Eastside. Yeah,
3: I like Eastside being at home. I think you're right there. And I think that you just look, again, what you're seeing in a lot of these games, and I'll make it quick, man, is the depth. Look at how many guys they're able to sub in and out. And that's going to be a huge factor this late in the season.
2: Yeah, Walhalla at AC Floor. I don't think AC Floor struggles at all in that game. They've got one of the best defenses in the state. Yeah, AC seems uh, very good,
3: man. These guys can play with a lot of guys,
2: man. Yeah. Traveler's rest at Ridgeview. Ridgeview may have the best defensive front in the state. And uh I'm taking Ridgeview at home. In fact, I like Ridgeview to be a spoiler in that upper state bracket. I would not be I would not be shocked if they pull the upset and uh, make it all the way uh, to the finals. But uh, they got some tough games to to be able to do that. In the lower state for a Marlboro County travels to Lower Richland um, as the at-large team. Uh, Lower Richland, of course, winning their region. um, And uh, impressive wins over Orangeburg-Wilkinson and AC Florida to capture that region championship. I'm going to go with L.R. at home. Still there, Richie?
3: Yes, sir. Right. You broke up okay. on me. Now.
2: I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Um, I'm going to go with LR at home in that game. Colleton County. You're familiar with them at Airport. I like airport skill players. Uh, they got a, a quarterback that can that can hurt you with his legs or his arm. They got one of the best wide receivers in the state of South Carolina, and Butch Lawrence. And they've got a running back named Bruce Staley that is also one of the best backs. Uh, in the state, and I think that airport's just loaded with talent, and I think they're going to be too much for Colleton County.
3: Hey, man, you got a sail in the backfield. You already know where I'm going with this one, right? I mean, let's be yeah. honest, but uh, unfortunately, Colleton County, not just, just not I'm surprised. It seems like them, and I appreciate them making the playoffs, but when you look at their record, you kind of scratch your head. How do they get in the playoffs, and what good comes out of it when these kids are probably going to have a long bus ride back home, but uh, I think uh, that very powerful offense in that backfield back there, that kid Staley. He's a real deal. I think they'll run – get a little run in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, he's going to do well. Uh, Lakewood at Myrtle Beach. Lakewood is uh, is certainly an improved team over what they've been, but uh, Myrtle Beach is going to crush them. I mean, this is a mismatch in the first round. <laughs> yeah, They've ball
3: ballplayers all over the field, man. I mean, even the look, even their water boys, the five-star water boy at Myrtle Beach, man. Myrtle Beach is good, and uh, anybody that knocks out Myrtle Beach, it's kind of like what we talk about Dutch Fork and 5 man. Myrtle Beach is good. They're reloading daily. Uh, I, I don't know, man. That hospital must be turned into burning with some of that holy water, man.
2: Yeah. Uh, North Myrtle Beach and North Augusta, um, you know, that's a that's a toss-up. I'm going to go with North Augusta because they're at home and they've been playing good football as of late. Um, North Myrtle Beach has had a couple of uh, games they dropped uh, recently, so I, I'm going with North Augusta in that game.
3: Yeah, i like your pick there. Uh, definitely North Augusta on my end.
2: Yeah, Brooklyn Casey gets a bye. Um, they're gonna get the winner of Wilson at Hilton Head, and I'm gonna tell you, this Hilton Head team's pretty good. They got a quarterback, um, outstanding wide receiver. Um, they're good on the they're good in the trenches. But I'm telling you, Richie, this Wilson team is a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. If they show up
1: yeah.
2: and, and play to their abilities, they can beat anybody in the in the state in 4A. I'm telling you, they had they had Myrtle Beach on the ropes two weeks ago. And could have won that game. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Wilson in an upset.
3: You know, I went back and forth because I have a, a relationship with a defensive uh, back kid over there, um, over at Hilton Head. But I interviewed Wilson's uh, head coach a couple of weeks ago. He's brought back the culture. He's brought back the energy. And like you said, they had Myrtle Beach on the road. They probably should have beat Myrtle Beach a couple of weeks back. They didn't take advantage of some, uh, some, some different things that happened throughout the game to add them at home and uh, missed an opportunity to really take that step. But I, I think they do. I think they win this one. I think watch out for Wilson. If they can get into what this coach is trying to sell them, they're going to be a very impressive team going into this playoff. And, again, we've already seen them play pretty good against Myrtle Beach.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: Um, Buford gets a bye. South Aiken uh, will be at Hartsville, and they'll play the, the winner of that will play Buford. Um. I, listen, it's Hartsville, and they're home. I'm. I'm going with Hartsville.
3: <laughs> can't can't go against the uh the Foxes over there, man. I grew up playing against them. They were 4A back when there was no 5A. It was 4A. Uh, just like Wilson was in our region, man. A lot of history over there, and again, uh, these guys have been winning football games for a long time, and I think it's gonna be hard to win uh, at Hartsville. That's for sure.
2: Well, I'm gonna go through the, the 3A and 2A real quick. I'm not gonna um. I don't think we're going to have time to pick these games, but I'll go through at least so let everybody knows who's playing where, and then I'm going to tell you who I think's going to come out of that bracket. Uh, Southside at Pendleton and 3A Upper State, Indian Land at Woodruff, Liberty at Chapman, Newberry at Chester, Fairfield Central at Union County. That's going to be a great game. Chesney at Seneca, uh, Clinton at Camden, and Powder'sville at Broom. And I'm telling you, coming out of the Upper State bracket, I don't think anybody's going to beat uh, Chapman.
3: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's
2: happening real. Lower State, you can pick uh, who you think is going to come out of this. It's going to be Sherall at Manning. Battery Creek at Strom Thurmond. Uh, Strom Thurmond is going to be one of the teams. Georgetown at Ainer. Ainer is going to be one of the teams. Swansea at May River. May River is going to be one of those teams. Ridgeville, Hardyville at Gilbert. Uh, Gilbert's definitely going to be one of those teams. Lake City at Bishop England. Edisto at Wade Hampton. I think Wade Hampton's dangerous. Waccamaw at Dillon. Dillon is everybody's favorite. But I'm telling you, Richie, my pick for the lower state 3A is going to be Gilbert.
3: Yeah, I like Gilbert, man. I think that you've seen when Aner beat uh, that team out of Dillon, man, it opened up the door and the opportunity. gave some game film that some people may have not have seen. And, again, those are the games that people will watch over and over and try to syndicate exactly what they've seen. But I like Gilbert, too, man. I think Gilbert's uh, got a good chance of doing something special this year. Yeah. Huh.
2: 2A Upper State Bracket, 96 at Southside Christian. This Southside Christian team is very good. Uh, Central at Batesburg, Leesville. C.A. Johnson at Buford. Blacksburg at Saluda. Uh, Saluda, of course, with uh, quarterback Noah Bell, uh, one of the Mr. Football candidates. Uh, Lewisville at Abbeville. Christ Church at Andrew Jackson. Fox Creek at Gray Collegiate. Um, that's going to be held at the Midland Sports Complex. Uh, Lee Central at St. Joseph's. Um, there's three teams in that, that upper bracket uh, that I that like. Southside Christian, Great Collegiate are both teams that I think can give Abbeville a good game, but I don't think either one of them can give Abbeville the game they need to beat them, and I think Abbeville comes out of that upper state bracket.
3: Yeah, is very good. I think they're solid around the ball. Again, the same thing we keep talking about is depth. A lot of teams are struggling around it, trying to get these kids out of the hallways on the football fields, but uh, this team – like a lot of uh, a few of the teams that we've mentioned tonight in the depth department, I think this is what's
2: gonna help them down the road. Yeah, and they're and they're so they're so daggone physical. And it's a very physical football right. team. Uh Lower State, two A, very interesting. Uh Latta mm. at Timberland, um Bamberg Earhart at Mullins, Hannah Pamplico at Barnwell, Eau Claire at Burke. I'm gonna stop right there for a second. Can you believe Timberland, Bamberg, Earhart and Barnwell are all in the same bracket? Um that's incredible. Johnsonville at Calhoun County, East Clarendon at Woodland, Oceanside Collegiate goes on the road at Andrews. Andrews have been complaining that they got to play a nine and o team actually Oceanside's five and four um with the forfeits uh well branch at Phillips Simmons, so I mean you know listen this is this is barwell is everybody's favorite. I think Barwell's gonna be the team to beat, but you know you got Timberland and Bamberg Earhart uh in that upper bracket too. They're going to face each other, um, so Barnwell, after beating Hannah Pamplico, is going to face either Timberland or Bamberg Earhart. Um, I think that's who's going to be playing Oceanside Collegiate out of the other side of that bracket. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and say I think the state championship is going to be a repeat of Abbeyville and Barnwell.
3: You know what? I wanted to go and I and I and I want to give some accolades to Coach over there in and Andrews, uh, Scott Durham. I know he's upset, and I don't blame him. You know, these guys. It is what it is. I don't want to get much into it, but I understand that all the teams were affected by this. Uh, however, I think what this has done is this has built some more unity around Oceanside. I mean, this campus is booming. They're sound. Uh, they're utilizing this. as kind of like. Uh, you know, feeding uh, whatever it is to get that that spinach into into Popeye, man. I, I like Coach Career's chances here, really kind of shocking the state, if you will, and taking these kids to somewhere they've never been before because that's what they keep doing. I mean, you know, they say we, we say they're five and four or whatever the record is there, but they're five and four blowing teams out everybody by 80 points. But I, I like Oceanside, man. I, I, why not? I'm gonna jump on their train and ride it into the championship.
2: Yeah, that's that's going to be that's going to be impressive. I'm not going to get into uh the 1A too much because we uh we talked a good bit about 1A um with uh, coach uh Brian Smith when he was on, but uh, I will just say that in in the 1A classification uh I like um goodness. I I guess I'm going to go with Wagner Sally coming out of that upper bracket. And in the lower bracket, golly, I know I know Green C. Floyd's is is a powerhouse. Um, but I really like C. E. Murray. I like that quarterback they have. He's a very dangerous athlete. I'm gonna go with C. E. Murray in an upset, uh, uh to to come out of that bracket. So yeah, I go with you on pick.
3: that one. I think you've broken that one down in the past with me and you off the air, man. And and I wasn't buying them until you and I talked over the weekend a little bit about them when we started looking at these brackets. But uh, man, you're a heck of a spokesman for them because I'm uh I'm buying in, man. I'm buying what you're selling on this team.
1: <laughs>
2: well, they got you know they still got to play the games. They're still you know they still have to go through the playoffs. And like Coach Smith said, he's not overlooking anybody. You know, Lakeview is going to be tough in that lower bracket too. But uh, I think um, we've got some great. Uh, playoffs that are that are set up, and and um, I, I'm looking forward to a good good week this week, and but even better week in the second round when we start getting into the meat of some of these matchups. Richie, appreciate you joining me again tonight. Tell everybody where they can find you uh, on the radio.
3: So you can check us out at Blog Talk Radio. If you search Southern Sports Central, uh, you can find us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central, and then we're over there on Twitter at So Sports Central. We're live. Monday through Friday, 7 to 9, we've got a great group of uh, guests that uh, Jim and I kind of sometimes work together to get on both of our shows here. But uh, we talk high school, we talk college, usually hour one I'll talk high school. The hour two I'll get into some college stuff. Uh, we get into the uh, the crits and cranes, if you will. I like to say we educate, entertain with a little bit of sarcasm. And then we do a, a fifth quarter show on Saturdays from 8 to 10. So, uh, you know, we do the morning thing and, of course, Jim does uh, the SC Varsity here at nighttime, so we, we got you covered from morning to night.
2: I appreciate you joining me and I uh, look forward to having you back on Sunday for the Sunday Drive. Everybody, um, Richie Altman, Southern Sports Central. I'm Jim Baxter uh, from scvarsity.com. Be sure to come back and join us on Sunday night for the Sunday Drive. When we continue to break down the playoffs, we'll start looking at the second round uh, when we come back on Sunday. <laughs>